Well, the NIT bracket has been posted, and on Tuesday, we are going to get the first round starting for the NIT tournament. 32 teams get into this after not getting their bids for it. March Madness, the national championship, will not be crowned with any of these names, but we will see who wins the NIT tournament. Here at Slasher U, Christian Rao here with Steve Feck. Last year, Xavier won the NIT tournament. Who will be this season? It will be a new champion. Xavier's in the NCAA tournament this year, but there's some interesting teams in here. Obviously, a couple bubble teams. I guess we should go out and say North Carolina did opt out of this tournament. That is a team that we thought we were going to see in this this bracket, but that is not the case. Uh, Steve, who initially uh, just screams to you as a potential national invitation tournament winner, or what bracket is something that just needs to be paid attention to uh, once Tuesday's games start? Ooh, I think I think those are two very distinct questions. So I'll yeah. start with I'll start with the first question: yep. Who jumps out at me? You know, my Jersey heart wants to say Rutgers, but it's <laughs> it's 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 Oklahoma State. I, I think Oklahoma State, do I think they got quote unquote snubbed for the NCAA? I do not. I, I, I you know, I, I've heard the arguments that every team in the Big 12 should have made the NCAA tournament. And you yeah. can certainly, I mean, it, it's the premier basketball conference in America at this point. As much as I think the Big 10 is pretty awesome, a lot of people love the SEC. I, I it's, it's the Big 12. It, it and, I mean, the women's side had a downside, had a down Big Twelve year, but I mean the men's side, Big Twelve, top to bottom, just like in football, the best conference in America. Uh, as far as what bracket to look at, I think there's a lot of really intriguing teams in Rutgers bracket. I didn't see what they uh, they really weren't calling it regionals, so I, I'm not quite sure mm. what. I mean, I mean, at least, you know, in the women's, it was group one, group two, group three, group four. But, you know, men's, it's just bracket. So uh, I think, you know, the bracket that had Rutgers, New Mexico, Colorado, and Cincinnati, that's a really interesting bracket, I think, with those are the four seeds in there. Um, now, mind you, in my bracket, I did not. I took only two of the seeds going out after the first round. I actually had Seton Hall beating Colorado and I had Virginia tech beating Cincinnati and that's strictly on a consistency basis. I think that Cincinnati is a great basketball team when they're putting everything together. I think that they certainly got overshadowed by the Titan in their conference this year and um, Colorado. There are times that, you know, you and I watched Colorado and we were like, wow, wow. I, this team. Wow. Yeah, Colorado is a team that I'm thinking that could be an easy sleeper, especially out of that region. But hey, I'm not a Jersey guy like you, Steve, but I will be the first to say that I think Rutgers is going to be coming out with a vengeance in this yeah. team. You talk about Oklahoma State saying maybe they shouldn't or maybe they shouldn't have been snubbed out of the tournament. I think Rutgers is the team that should have been in the NCAA tournament, and we are going to see them play with a vengeance in the NIT. They are the a team that beat Purdue, a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Now they're sitting as a number one seed in the NIT. So when I look at that bracket and I see Rutgers taking on Hofstra, which is not going to be the easiest no, game, don't get me no. wrong. But that, that regional bracket, I think, is going to be an interesting one. I will say, I will go chalk on that one. I think Rutgers comes out with there. But I will, I'm going to go out and say Colorado makes their way to the quarterfinals. 
to take on Rutgers. Colorado is one of those teams that I mentioned earlier in the season uh, that they could have played upset city. They did it just a few times early in the season. Maybe they find a way to do it one more time in the NIT. Maybe they do that in the, in the quarterfinals uh, or at least the second round, but I'm have Rutgers getting out of that region. Uh, well, you know, uh, well, Rutgers, I definitely have them winning the region. I took New Mexico out to play Rutgers. I really think, I mean, it's Richard Patino's second year out there. I mean, that was a once really powerful program that fell on just, just, it was just a drought for years. They only won four games the year before he came on board. They kind of stabilized themselves last year. They had a terrific year, an amazing start. I really thought Mexico, New Mexico was going to be an NCAA tournament team. Even when they started losing you know, in conference games, I still said, well, no, they're going to find a way. They're going to find a way. Uh, consistency problems, yes. But I mean, they've got a trio of players in Jenkins, Adize, and uh, Jamal Mashburn Jr. that are unmatched on a lot of the NCAA attorney uh, teams. I mean, w- when they're on and everything's firing, I think they're terrific. I think they're just going to overwhelm everybody on that bracket until they meet Rutgers and Rutgers is battle tested going into the big 10. They surprised, they surprised me and I like to follow Rutgers, but um, they really, I think they showed their medal. I think Rutgers program is going to be good for a long time now. I mean, uh, you know, I, I really think that their coach has, totally reversed fortunes there for Rutgers. They had a couple of good years for a while, but he, he has built a culture there, you know, and, and I know they don't call it the rack anymore. I think they, I think it's the Jersey Mike arena. I mean, it's, it's, it's either that or the pork roller. It's some kind of Jersey food thing, you know, that they play at now. It's not the rack, but that's a brutal place to play, you know? So, and I think, I think they're getting a little bit of recognition there in the New York Metro area, as far as, Players, kids want maybe even want to come back. I think Rutgers could have a really big year in the transfer portal, and they could be really uh, among the top four teams in the Big Ten as early as next year. That's a bold prediction because that Big Ten was a very tough yeah. conference mm-hmm. last year. Let's talk about the other side of the region, if you want to call it, and we'll just talk about – we'll just call them the regions based on the one seeds, uh, and that's the Oklahoma State uh, region that we were just referring to. This is an interesting uh, bracket, the quadrant, if you will. Oklahoma State, I think, has – you think they have a nice path, but then again, they're not even the home team in the first game. Youngstown State's going to have the home court advantage in that one, and that's not an easy place to play either. Uh, but I will say that I like Oklahoma State to get at least the quarterfinals, but watch out for teams like North Texas. I think North Texas can yes. make a pretty uh-huh. decent run in this one. I'm going to lean – uh, I know I'm going chalk so far, but I'm going to leave Oklahoma State finding the way out of their bracket. So I got two number ones making it to the NIT Final Four so far. Uh, but watch out for North Texas, Steve. No, I, I think I mean, that's a great pick. I mean, you know, we, you know, we certainly have followed that, you know, the Conference USA. Uh, North Texas has, has done a really nice job. I think they've done it in a very quiet manner. The team that I have going all the way out to, before they lose to Oklahoma State is Santa Clara. You know, I mean, Herb Sendek, he can coach with anybody. And that team just, I mean, they had some big wins, not only in the West Coast Conference, but also non-conference games. And they just 
find a way to exploit weaknesses in their opponents. So if, 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 if the other team wants to play run and gun, Santa Clara feels they can run and gun with anyone. Okay, if if they feel they want to play a tight defensive thing, which I think Sendek is more comfortable to a certain degree, I think playing a more defensive style, but he probably has more talent on this Santa Clara team than he's had in his entire tenure there. So I can see why he he wanted to go run and gun depending on who his opponents are. But so for me, Santa Clara, that Santa Clara North Texas game is going to be must watch. I mean, it, re- it, re- it really is. I think that's going to be a great – that's who I have it out there. Oklahoma State's got to face Washington State, I think. You know, I, I don't see Eastern Washington uh, – if it was a football game, okay, I'll, I'll give Eastern Washington a shot, even though they're an, F- they're an FCS school. But, you know, basketball, I, I don't see them matching with Washington State. Uh, and uh, so that's going to be a great match up there, you know, in that second round of that particular bracket. But like you, I, I think you got to go chalk. I think Oklahoma State just has too much. You know, I, again, I, I don't understand why they're not the home team. I, I don't. I mean, they're the number one seed, but they don't get the home game. I, I'm I'm guessing there's a rodeo or something going on. I, I I know New Mexico. If they get past the second round, they can't play at home because there's there's a rodeo booked there at you know at the uh at the pit there in new mexico so maybe the same thing's happening at oklahoma state i'm not 100 percent sure how that works out uh, but i think the only way youngstown state beats oklahoma state is if oklahoma state gets snowed snowed <laughs> because it could snow pretty heavy up there in youngstown in youngstown right now you've so. said stuff like that before in the past and you've had to eat your words and i've actually had watched you eat note cards in your hat on this show so be careful what you do uh, <laughs> my friend let's move on I mean, we talk about it obviously being uh, chalk in the first couple regions that we're thinking, thinking Rutgers and Oklahoma State can make it to the NIT Final Four. Uh, I am changing it up uh, with the other two regions. I don't think we see one seeds out of the other two. Uh, that's there we go. That's that's my take as we start off, and let's start off with that Oregon regional, if you will. I think they have a tough matchup right off the bat against UC Irvine. They already lost to UC Irvine right. earlier yeah. in the season at home against Oregon. So uh, I, I don't see them coming out of the, that, maybe even that game. Uh, I know it's tough to defeat the same team twice in one season. Maybe they find a way out of uh, the first round, but I don't see them getting too much farther in that region. I'm excited to watch Florida play because I, I like watching my St. Bonaventure transfers uh, right. do that. However, the team that I am excited for in this one, and I think they're my dark horse for the entire tournament, is Liberty. Pretty the defensive. The defensive efficiency of Liberty is outstanding. They won, They just lost a one-point game to make it into the NCAA tournament for their bid. Uh, a lot of people had them favored to win their conference because of how good that defensive efficiency is. It looks really good across the rankings, across the net. Uh, so give me Liberty to win this region, and I'm going to go out and say it now. Liberty is my dark horse to win the whole dang thing, Steve. Wow. Well, well I mean, they have a player – and Darius McGee that no matter what publication you read, it was almost all, it was 90 words about Darius McGee and then 10 words about the rest of the rest of the program and their defensive prowess. I mean, Darius McGee can do basically anything he wants to do on the basketball court. I, 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 he's one of those players to kind of slip through the cracks and Liberty saw something and gave him the opportunity. He did not bolt. You know, uh, I mean, basically, you know, Liberty, he's kind of stuck there. I don't want to say he was originally recruited at Liberty. I, I, I 
believe he transferred there, but I could be wrong on that. I meant to do my homework and I didn't. So just like in grade school, I'm, I need to go sit in the corner after we're done here. But uh, I, I just like Florida. I, I thought that Todd Golden did a much better job than he was given credit for. Absolutely. He, came, yeah. he, you know, you know, he came under a lot of fire for bringing those St. Bonaventure kids in. And I, I don't know. I mean, every game that I watched, I thought they played really, I thought they played really, really well. I mean, I, I thought they were pretty you know, fantastic, but uh, interesting enough, the big story there with the Gators is their freshman guard. Um, Riley Kugel, who really has come into his own the second half. Once conference play started, he really gained confidence. But this last six weeks, he has been he has been phenomenal. And I think that Florida has enough really good guard play, guard play, guard play. Okay, they have uh, Will Richards, and I forgot Reeves' first name. I forgot what his it's a name I know I couldn't pronounce anyway, so I'm gonna just skip over it. But they've got three really solid, reliable guards. And I think, you know, especially I think even more so in the NIT, where the talent base is perhaps a little bit more condensed. I mean I, I think you can say there's very few teams in these brackets that you would dismiss out of hand. And the only way that that they'll be dismissed is because they're just playing a, a team. They don't match up. At. I mean, like Alcorn A&M, I think is a good basketball team. They're not going to, they're just not going to beat North Texas. So that's, I guess that's another note card. I have to add in my hat, but potentially I, I, I just don't see, you know, that happening. Um, I could see Bradley beating Wisconsin, for example, you know, we're talking about this bracket. I don't, I didn't pick it, but I could see that happening. But for me, I, I, I think it's Liberty in Florida you know, for the championship game in this, in this region, but I, I'm taking Florida out. Actually, I'm, right. I'm taking the four seed out. Uh, it would not shock me if Liberty goes there. I, I really don't see a team as high as I was. And I'm never, ever, ever going to watch a preseason uh press conference where they get all the coaches together. I forget what they call that, but they get all the coaches together and all the teams there. I'm never watching one ever again, especially not one on the Pac-12 network. And I really like Pac-12's network coverage of, of college basketball, both men's and women's, but I'm never watching that, that preseason uh, press conference anymore because I absolutely drank that Kool-Aid. And, you know, it, it's as I far remember. as I, yeah, it, 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 it was basically Jonestown uh, rooting for <laughs> Oregon if drinking that Kool-Aid. It was just not a good situation. Yeah, and they found a way to get a one seed in the NIT, but I just think they matched up really tough against UC Irvine. Uh, there's a lot of bad blood in that game. We'll see if they can push through, but I find it interesting that we both have uh, some of the lower seeds in that region coming out. You taking Florida, I'm taking Liberty. Uh, I, I would be okay with watching that quarterfinal game 100%. Oh, Let's yeah. talk about this last region here. Clemson's number one seed, Vanderbilt number two, Michigan number three, UAB number four. A lot of big names, uh, a lot of at-large bids uh, right in, in that bottom bracket. Uh, Clemson obviously had a good run until really the end. They were the knight in shining armor at the top of the ACC for quite some time at the beginning of this season, but they fell off. Vanderbilt on the flip side uh, really had a strong run all the way until these semifinals in the SEC tournament. And then they just ran out of gas. Michigan, uh, I guess kind of like you at Oregon, I was a little higher on Michigan this year, and, and they just did not pan out whatsoever. UAB was a great at-large team until the final 
game of the year uh, when they lost in their conference tourney. I know that I said all of those names. Uh, I am going to go with none of them. I'm taking Toledo to come out of that one. I think they take on and beat Michigan. I think that what they did so far this year looks really good. Take me Toledo all the way to the final four in that region. Well, they were the number one seed in the MAC tournament too. I mean, and people talk about Kent State, and Kent State had a terrific year, and, and I'm glad that they ultimately, you know, got, got the bid. But Toledo was ended up earning the number one seed, you know, in the MAC. Uh, I really like them. I don't know that they can run two complete halves against Michigan. I, I think Michigan is athletic enough that it they're going to be sweating. They're going to be sweating it out, you know, and it's interesting because even though the game would be played, you know, at Michigan, Toledo is not that far from campus. So, you, so you're, you're going to be able to get, you know, uh, tickets you know, to your fan base there. If you're a Toledo Rocket fan, you're going to be able to make it up there pretty easily. Um, I, my team coming out of this is Yale. I am, if I, if I had to pick one school to watch the rest of my life and never watch any other, it will always be Princeton. I love St. Peter's. I love Seton Hall. I love Rutgers. I love all the Jersey schools. I have a fondness, you know, freaking Zaga, um, I've sort of become, you know, a, uh, a corn belt guy. I really like Iowa's programs. I, I think that, you know, they're, they're, they're really special, but I actually have, um, the only seeded team I have out going out pretty far is UAB. I think UAB got screwed as far as an at, at large berth. Uh, I, I, I could have seen them there over North Carolina state. I could have seen them there over Mississippi state. I mean, there's a couple of teams that I think UAB is better. I think they're I think they're going to take care of Southern Mississippi. They're going to take care of Clemson. I know Clemson had their shining moments. I, having watched Clemson multiple times, I never understood at the end of the game how they won the game. It doesn't matter that you understand they won the game, but you you saw how things were unfolding, and I just never quite saw how are they doing this. But there's only so many times you can pull – you know, the three card Monte trick before somebody, before somebody calls you out or if you're counting cards at the blackjack table, eventually you're going to get busted, you know? And I think that's what happened with Clemson. They, they kind of got exploited. They kind of get found out. So I have a Yale UAB um, against there. And I, I'm taking Yale I, again, Princeton, as I started to say, before I went rambling into my old man, usual goofiness that I do. I'm a Princeton fan. I was thrilled that Princeton won the Ivy League tournament and got the automatic bid. Yale's the best team in the Ivy. Yale beat Princeton twice. They beat him seven of the previous eight games before before Sunday. Uh, I think um, Matt Noling, when he gets in a groove, he's the kind of player that you that you ride and you just kind of go. He has a little bit of that... Um, Wally Zerbiak, he's not as big as Wally Zerbiak, but he's that, that kind of feel where, yeah, he's always pretty good, but if he gets in a groove, he's virtually unstoppable. And I think Yale can put together a run. They have a terrific point guard in Bez Bang that, that, that is just, he's just fun. He doesn't get rattled. He sees the whole court. Uh, he has an idea of what he wants to do with the ball as he's bringing the ball up. So I think Yale has enough 
to go all the way uh, and to win this bracket. Though it would not surprise me if the UAB is there. I mean, it was a real tough choice. I went with my Ivy League bias as opposed to uh, maybe what I'm what I've actually seen watching these teams. Uh, Jordan Walker is a terrific player for UAB, but I, I think Yale actually comes out of this and uh, kind of puts the Ivy League back on the map. People forget how good Ivy League basketball could be. Absolutely. Completely agree with you on that one. So we both believe that we're going to get some major upsets in that region at the bottom of the NIT. So let's put it all together. My final four, Oklahoma State will be taking on Liberty. Rutgers will be taking on Toledo. I have Liberty defeating Rutgers in the NIT championship. That's what I'm taking for you. You have Oklahoma State taking on Florida and you have Mm -hmm. Rutgers taking on Yale, who are your championship what's your championship game and who wins the nit steve uh championship game is rutgers and oklahoma state uh again chalk not exactly a bold prediction but i think these are two teams that stand ahead above the rest of the competition you know uh, you know in you know in the nit this year and i've got oklahoma state winning it re- redeeming themselves like maybe they're going with the chip on their shoulder kind of thing they're going to play that all up i already heard the coach you know last night talking about, oh, nobody really respects us and uh, this and that. You know, we, we earned it. You know, we, even before the Big 12 tournament, we already earned our NCAA bid, but they kind of like turned a blind eye to us. So they're going to play that card up well. But, you know, uh, Boynton's a good coach. He's got a lot of talent on that team. And I think uh, Oklahoma State redeems the Big 12. So, so maybe that might not be a Big 12 team winning the national title on the NCAA tournament side. For the men, but I think in the NIT, uh, I think Oklahoma State shows that maybe they should have been included in the field of 68, and they're going to be uh, crowned the champions. Not at Madison Square Garden. I don't want to go on too much of a rant. How can the NIT no longer be played at Madison Square Garden? Explain to me how it's like playing the Rose Bowl at the Rubber Bowl in Akron, Ohio. It is not, you can't do that. The NIT, which back in my day, back when the dinosaurs were, you had to dribble around dinosaurs and everything in order to play basketball. The NIT was the tournament, the most exciting teams in the country. You got to see the Bob Lanier's and the Pete Maraviches and the Calvin Murphy's. And you go on, on down, you know, Norm Nixon's, all of these players, played in the NIT and it was so much fun to watch. They're going to be playing in Las Vegas. Then they're playing in Indianapolis. I'm sorry. It's tradition is you need to play the NIT semis and finals at Madison square garden. There's no reason why they didn't do this. This was, this was even decided before the Knicks might potentially you know, make the NBA playoffs, you know, and then having the Rangers get in potentially as well into the NHL playoffs. It was way before this. This They're going to be a rotating site every year, and I think the NCAA got that one wrong with that. All right. Yeah, I, I agree with you as well on that one, but I know you hold a lot more of historic value. Uh, that's the nicest way I can say that, you old guy. Uh, so, <laughs> who do you think is going to win the NIT? Let us know in the comment description below. Uh, do you think it's going to be one of these 
chalk teams, Oklahoma State, Rutgers, or do you think it's going to be an upset team? Do you see someone like a Yale, a Liberty, or someone else finding their way all the way to the final four of the NIT or maybe even winning the whole damn thing? Let us know in the comment description below. Hit like and subscribe while you're there. Thanks for watching. Slash review.